What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! And a good morning, Birds fans. It is a football Friday here on Birds 365 as we lead up to an Eagle playoff game. That's why we do the show is to get the Eagle playoff games. We'll see if it works out on Monday. Uh, This is show number 674. I think I gave out an incorrect number. Yeah, you were in the 200s. I was like, no way. No way. I, we're I in- might have inverted a two and a six in writing mm-hmm. this stuff down. I, I don't know exactly how I screwed it up, but I, I double-checked all my numbers. 674, six, which means... Yeah, that sounds more like it. 674. All right. Which that's means nice. Monday will be 675, which is a relatively nice round number leading into a playoff game. And that's what we'll do for you both today and to, and on Monday. Because uh, Eagles don't play it on Monday night. Uh, we'll get a full card of playoff weekend stuff on 
to what Saturday. Weather games, man, too, it looks like, Jody. There's going to be some whew, some crazy weather in certain places. And, uh, you know, I always say nobody cares about the running game until you need the running game. Here we are. Sub-zero temperatures in Kansas City on Saturday night. Uh, be thankful, Eagle fans. For those of you who are heading down, and that is one of the questions I want to ask Johnny today. Um, if you are heading down Monday night in Tampa, bring a windbreaker maybe at most. You're not going to need layers of uh, clothes like you would if you were going to the Kansas City-Miami game. Uh, but, yeah, we got full weekend playoff before we get to the last game, which would be the Birds on Monday night. Yesterday, John, full practice and I would yeah, say they changed it up, man. They changed it. It was supposed to be a walkthrough and they went to a practice and remember what happened the last time they did that. They played it down. The game day comes and all of a sudden, Oh, Matt Patricia's the defensive play caller. So, you know, my antenna raised up a little bit when they switched last minute again to practice. I'm not trying to say they're changing back play callers. But something's going on. Um, and, you know, quarterback didn't look healthy. That's can I suggest what's going on? What? They stink and they need the practice. How about it's as simple as that? It, it might not be, but that's the way I would look at it if I were this coaching nope. staff right nope. here right now. Nope, but something else. Something else. And the quarterback ain't healthy. Um, and you know, he's wearing a, a, a glove on his hand and he wasn't throwing the football and he hasn't thrown the football all week. And when I left this show yesterday at 10 AM, I was pretty confident they were going to win in Tampa. And when I did a night show with tone, I was not as confident because I got back from practice and AJ didn't practice as well, but I think that's more managing to get him to the game, um, and we'll see how that shake out. The good news, Devontae Smith was a full go, so that was another one I was concerned with. Um, but, yeah, I'm a little concerned about the health of the quarterback, uh, a little concerned. Here's a question that I don't think I've ever asked you, and now that I think about it, it's amazing that I've never asked you. On a situation like yesterday, full practice, I came out of nowhere – Thought it was going to be a walkthrough, ends up being a practice. And A.J. Brown does not participate at all. How much say does the player have in that? Uh, a little bit. I mean, depending on your gravitas as a player, certainly guys like Fletcher uh, Cox. I'm, I'm talking specifically about A.J. Brown here. So let's. Yeah, well, yeah. He's, got, his he's got a lot. Level. He's yeah. got a lot. He's got a lot. Uh, so, yeah, he'll be involved. Like sometimes, like Brandon Graham. Back in the day when they started sort of shifting towards veteran maintenance days, um, Brandon was like, no, I want to practice. And they let him practice. And everybody else would take the veteran maintenance day. Um, so, yeah, those guys, the guys, and, and certainly AJ, not from the standpoint, not nearly as as uh, played as many years, but he's their best football player. I always say AJ's number one when we do our top – 25 list and after the season ed and i he's going to be my number one i'll tell you right now he's the best football player on the philadelphia eagles and that carries yeah that that carries some weight with it because i would just love to have been a fly on the wall when the conversation was had as to whether aj is going to play because you're suggesting 
he he could have gone that this is a precautionary thing I, I aj was and some people blatantly overstated it last week when he decided to talk to the media after not talking about the judge oh turning point to the season aj Brown uh, talking but you know, it's crazy what the people come up with like yeah. conference is going to turn around the season um yeah i'm with you there um no i that he might not be ready right now. I'm saying they're trying to manage him. I'm not saying he said, I don't want to practice by any stretch because I know people have this negative connotation. Some people have this negative con- connotation, of AJ, which has always amazed me. I mean, look at the guy. He's not adverse to working hard. He keeps himself in spectacular shape uh, uh, 12 months a year. Uh, you know, guys like that, they, they don't have an aversion to working hard. No, uh, he's banged up, uh, and they're trying to manage him through the week. It happens all the time in the NFL with good players, but I expect him to play because it's a playoff game and it's all hands on deck. Like Baker Mayfield didn't practice yesterday in Tampa. If he's going to play, don't get excited. He's going to play. They're trying to manage him through the week. Um, that's just. That's just the way it goes. Right. Yeah. I just love to know a little bit more of the dynamics of it. You probably have the exact right read on it, but I just uh, would love to have heard uh, AJ comment on it because you're right. Anybody who questions AJ Brown's work ethic is just missing the boat. They don't understand. AJ Brown can throw a temper tantrum every once in a while. He's not a uh, follow the, the 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 line type guy at all stages. So you can have questions about AJ Brown. It all gets outweighed by his talent. Everything kind of falls in line behind the fact that, as you just stated, he's their best football player. But you can evaluate other parts of what AJ Brown does and means to this Eagle team. And I would have liked to have known what his his stance was on managing his work up to the uh to the game on on monday night i think you're probably right but i would have loved to heard an aj comment on that now we're playing yeah he before practice but uh he didn't speak because he's not practicing so if you're injured you don't you know but you know he'll he'll talk before the game he'll talk either today or um saturday um with the open locker room. So we'll get to talk to him. Do you expect him to practice today because he will get to talk afterwards or will they talk before again? Um, that depends, you know, how bad it is, you know, are they ramping him up slowly? How much work does he want to get done now? Knowing veteran guys, I mean, you know, Slate will tell you, Hey man, just let me go. He's ready. He's going to go. Some guys feel they need a little bit of a ramp up. Um, Devontae, I mean, they managed Devontae towards the end of the season, and he would, a couple times he didn't practice on, on, on Wednesdays and Thursdays for Sunday games, and he would show up on Friday and do a little bit of work. And so he liked to do that. So that's kind of dependent on the player and what he feels he, he needs to be ready uh, for the for game day. I, and you gave us a rundown of Jalen's activity or inactivity yesterday that he was wearing a glove. I heard his press conference where he said, yeah, it might have been a bad idea for him to go back into the game. And I was trying to really read between the lines there as to whether he was saying, I didn't want to go back and they told me I needed to go back or it was on me. I decided to go back and now looking at 2020 hindsight, 
might have been a bad idea on my part. He didn't give the exact uh, breakdown of the conversation after he got hurt as to why he did go back into the game, just acknowledging, hey, it didn't work. Uh, I didn't do anything when I went back in, and then we were so far behind, they pulled me out. Um, you think his mind is right for this game? Yeah, I think. I think, you know, Jalen, to the point, maybe to a point of fault that you're seeing in um, generally would look at it as a um, positive, and generally it is. But when you're struggling a little bit, you see the negative side. He's always a flat line. He's, I mean, he's good times bad. He's always a flat line. And, um, you know, he said the thing, one of the things he's getting criticized for, and I'll give, Zach credit Zach Berman because he's the one who brought it up first. I think I said it on the show, and I I said, you know what? That's a that's a that's a good way to look at it. And I'm talking about the play in Seattle when um, AJ admitted down the road that hey, we we audibled, we checked, um, wasn't on Nick, and Nick made himself look bad. Now he could have came up with a better excuse, Nick. Uh, but he made himself, and AJ used the term fool, so I'll use the term fool, made himself look like a fool to protect the players. Well, AJ came out and took the blame, took the accountability. Jalen did not and has not and was given an opportunity again yesterday and did not again. Now, I believe me, I've been killed on social media all week because – so many Eagles fans want to protect the quarterback. The coach wants to protect the quarterback. Everybody wants to protect the quarterback. I, I don't know. Is that a good thing or a bad thing, Jody? I'll ask you. It's not I, a good I, thing. I, there's I, there's yeah. no way you can make it a good thing. Uh, exactly. Other than blind loyalty. That's the only way you can make it a good exactly. thing. Exactly. And I've gotten on a quarterback too, but more, more narrow focused. And it's, again, uh, getting in everybody's case. I think they've given uh, Jalen too much to work, too much work to do this year. I think they've stepped up the amount that he directs the offense between run pass options and the ability to kill plays at the line of scrimmage. I I think they put too much on his plate and I don't think he's handled it as well as you would expect a $250 million quarterback to handle it. Uh, uh, Sorry. That's just the way I see it. If I'm, uh, questioning the Eagles starting quarterback and it's going to bring the wrath of Eagle fans. Okay, fine. I don't care. I'm going to give you my honest well, opinion. It's going to bring the laugh, the laugh. So, but so that's what I respect about you. That's what I do. I give you my honest opinion. Um, and I don't have, you know, I don't, I, I don't go that down that same path with you. I think you can handle that stuff. Not to say he doesn't make mistakes. That's another thing. There's this lunacy of extremes, like I, I had put that he's struggling. <laughs> this, I don't know how anybody could argue with this. He's struggling with the blitz. Now, if you want to blame it on the coaching staff, feel free. He's part of that. Um, the receivers are part of that. Everybody's a part of that. The coaches are part of that. They're obviously struggling against the blitz. We're going to have Damo on. He's going to give you the numbers and show you just how badly they are struggling against the blitz. Then I'm told by Ed, my buddy Ed Kratz, uh, uh Hey, did you say Jalen can't complete a, uh, a a pass against the blitz and tight windows ever? That somebody put that on social media. I'm like, are you serious? He's had many successful plays against the blitz. This nonsense of extremes. Oh, he can't do this. He can't do that. He needs to get better at it. That's not 
that's constructive cr criticism that I would argue is obvious constructive criticism. Not that it can't succeed or can never. And then you have these morons, Jody, who pull one clip. See, he completed this pass against the Blitz. Like I said, oh, he's never completed a pass. I can't even, I, 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 I'm sorry, I've gone on a tangent. It's so dumb, I can't even, at that point, you're muted. And, you know, I can't, I can't spend 10 seconds wasting my time with people that go to those extremes. It's absurd. And, and I will pick up where you left off. Taylor will have some success against the Blitz this week. Yes. Every play? No. No plays? No. He'll hit some. He'll Correct. miss some. You want to be on the right side of 50%. There's been far too many games of late where it's been on the underside of 50%. That's all John and I are saying. He needs to be better at it. The, the, the results are in. He struggled with the blitz in this six-game scheme that the Eagles have lost five out of six. That's not an unfair criticism. That's an accurate criticism. But please don't misquote us by saying he never or hasn't ever. Ooh, uh, uh, no one, no, neither one of us has it's not been said uh, here on Verge 365. It's, it's amazing. People will hear what they want to hear. But um, from the larger aspect of, of Jalen and yeah, I add another, uh, you know, Joel Embiid, people have talked about now. I, I covered the Sixers years ago um, when guys like Tom Moore were there and, you know, I, I, I left and I was never there when Joella got here, but I was told by a lot of people that I knew that the Sixers really protected him. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously he's a phenomenal player. I mean, nobody's going to doubt the talent or anything of that nature, but there has been sort of an entitlement in, a lack of willing to take accountability at times that I've heard from people. I'm not there. I get a similar sense with Jalen. I'm they protect him so much. Like yesterday he had that quote about you McLean asked him a question and he said, There's a lot of stuff you don't know. You yeah. don't know what you don't know. Little, little snippy, little short. Yeah. You, yeah. you 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 described correctly so uh, earlier in the show, your first five minutes of the show. Jalen's flatline. Yeah. He wasn't exactly flatline yesterday, John. Yeah. He well, was, that was a little defensive yesterday. That was a little snippy. So I'm getting a sense of that is that maybe they protect him a little bit too much. Um, you know, because people want to see the quarterback in, in good times and bad times. The the old adage in the NFL is it is it's you know, when things are going well, it's we. When things aren't going well, it's me. That's the job description of the quarterback. You have to take accountability when things are going. People look to you in good times and bad times. And it's we when it's good, and it's me when it's bad. That's what it's supposed to be. And uh, if you're looking for uh, the Eagles to make a coaching change, you want to see Nick Sirianni out. We know there's a percentage of fans in town who would prefer him not to coach Monday night's game, but they want him out of town this bad. You got to give the coach at least that much. He goes, we when it's good and me when it's bad. He does. He follows the credo that you just described for quarterback, which you could just as easily attribute. Yeah, same coach. thing for coach. Yeah, same right. thing for coach. And, and Nick does that. You got to give him at least that much. Even the Sirianni haters have to 
uh, acknowledge that, that, that he shares the credit. He takes the blame. Now, he's got to fix it. If you're going to take the blame, then you got to fix it. He hasn't fixed it yet, and they've struggled pretty badly uh, coming into this game against the Bucks on Monday night. We shall see if uh, he's can if he can get the job done. If he doesn't, the conversation next week will be more so about do the Eagles really need to make a change at coaching staff? But we're we're not there yet. They got to play this game on Monday night against the Bucks, a team that. And I'm still the Eagles are not firing their head coach, so don't get excited. I'm still in today. I- today I am with you, John McMullen. Uh, I'll leave myself the right to change my mind depending on the outcome of Monday night's game. Uh, We will talk about Monday night's game with our next guest, our buddy Paul Domwich, uh, who writes for jacobsports.com. He's got his Domo stat pack up. Uh, You can also catch him on 3013.com. Domo, our usual Friday contributor, streams on in with us next here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN.
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. It's a football Friday here on Birds 365. You got McMullen, you got McDonald, and we got Paul Domo, which is our usual Friday early guy. Thank you much for getting up, Domo. Appreciate it. You're quasi-Hawaiian. Subdued Hawaiian today. I like a little eagle, eagle green. Got to be subdued got? covering this Eagles team. Got to be subdued. That's for sure. <laughs> that is surely one way to look at it. All right, Domo. Injury stuff yesterday. Johnny thinks they're managing A.J. Brown up to the game. Jalen talked about the issue with his finger and his hand. He didn't throw yesterday, and he hasn't thrown since he heard it and got pulled from the game Sunday. Uh, I, I, you can't tell me. I saw someone on the stream say it's eagle propaganda. They want that excuse after the fact in case they lose. Oh, oh, Jalen, Jalen, I was going to bring up that group. Jalen. Uh, yeah, they're already making excuses. I mean, come on, people. These so you really you people. really believe that they wouldn't have him throw in practice if he's capable of throwing. They're mm-hmm. kind of playing a playoff game this week, but they, they'd say, oh, no, Jalen, we don't want you to throw because that'll we give us an, an out after the yeah. fact. We need an excuse. Yeah. Right, boy, there's too much time between NFL games, Domo. <laughs> there really is. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. You know, I thought. I talked to uh, uh, the 33rd team's uh, orthopedic specialist, a woman named uh, Dr. Jessica Flynn. Yeah, yeah, Jess has been on the show a couple of times. She's yeah, great. And she was about that injury. And, I mean, she has no doubt he's going to play. She was showing a splint. That it's like a – it's it's almost like a string-type instrument. that you It, it works as a splint on that finger uh, that, that should help him. Uh, won't be much pain. The biggest problem is going to be it could affect a little bit of his accuracy. That's that's that was her opinion. Yeah, um, I, I I admit though when I got the practice yesterday, and, and two things alarm me. One, the fact that they were having practice, Damo, because the last time they had a late switch, they scheduled a walkthrough and yeah. changed to a, a full practice. The last time that happened, they were like, ah, we're just trying to get some extra work in, and all of a sudden. They're changing defensive play callers. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that was the first antenna. Second antenna, Jalen didn't do much um, in the small, now granted, very small portion that um, that we're out there for, as you know. But then I'm starting to think, well, you know, Marcus Mariota has got to take some reps. They want to get out there and get Marcus Mariota some reps. Uh, I'm happy to hear what, uh, Dr. Flynn said, um, I think he's going to play just like Baker Mayfield didn't practice at all in Tampa and he's going to play. Yeah. Um, but how effective he's going to be. And if she says it shouldn't affect that much, well, now I'm back in the positive category. I think that's positive. But yeah, it was a little, little iffy yesterday. It didn't look good. He just needs to get the ball out quickly. Well, they're going to be coming after him. Well, yeah, and you led with the blitz, rightfully so. I mean, that's the story, right, of this game. We all know Todd Bowles. We just saw what Wink did. The Eagles have to have a better plan, don't they? Don't they? 
you would think, you know, I mean, boy, you know, you know I've talked to ex-players about, you know, what they saw last week and they're just befuddled. I mean, that, that, a, that an NFL offense doesn't have either the quarterback can't see it or the, you know, there aren't sight adjustments that he should be able to go to that, that people like Dallas Goddard aren't able to break off their routes when, as soon as they see that, you know, the numbers aren't matching up. Uh, I mean, we saw things last week that were really, really concerning. I mean, it's just, you know, they've handled the blitz before pretty well. I mean, this hasn't been a real good year for that, but uh, uh, you know, hopefully they're making some adjustments this week because this is, you know, how they handle that blitz is going to be on the coaches. And the coaches can handle a team that's going to blitz heavy in any given game in one of two ways. One is play calling and the whole get the ball out quick thing and uh, design plays that you're not asking the quarterback to. Bubble screens. <laughs> don't, don't laugh, John. It'll be part of it again. They'll throw at least one bubble screen on oh, yeah. Sunday. I can guarantee you that. But here's the other one, Damo is the composition of the guys on the field. The Eagles don't go too tight end as much as they used to. We know that it's not a strength of their running backs. Man, did Rashad Penny miss that pickup block badly the other day. I think I think we've seen the last of Rashad. Me, me thinks he could be on the inactive list on Sunday, but we'll see. Um, they don't keep the extra back in. They don't go too tight ends. There is such a thing as max protect, and the Eagles don't use it near as much. Are they missing the boat there? Are they just uh, cutting off their nose despite their face that we're, we're, our offense is our offense and we're not going to drastically change because of the, we're not going to be dictated to by the defense? Are they missing the boat in how they're just deciding who they're putting on the field? Well, I don't necessarily know that's the case, Jody. I mean, I look at the first Giants game. I look at the Arizona game. Both of those games, they went with a heavy dose of 12 and, and even 13 personnel, which mostly two two tight ends. I mean, it, it What worked. do you consider a heavy dose? Uh, it was more than they've used all season, like 50 plus percent. Um, and, it, and it worked. I mean, they, it, you know, uh, Jalen's passing numbers were better with 12 personnel and they were able to run the ball better with uh, 12 personnel. And, and I really think, uh, I, I I don't know how much they used it in week three. I don't think a lot uh, when they when they rushed for uh, what two hundred plus yards and yep. uh, Swift had uh, one hundred and thirty one or whatever. But I think we're going to see a lot of two two tight end this week, especially. I mean, I'm not hopeful that AJ Brown is going to play and or be effective. I mean, that's an MCL he's dealing with. He's got chronic knee in, uh, issues his, during his career. Um, I just, I just don't, you know, they're, they're going to be lucky to get Devontae back. And I, I mean, I think they're going to have to rely on two tight end sets. Well, if there's no AJ, yeah, I'm going to get really concerned and you're right. I mean, I because it's the playoffs, it, I think he's going to play, but he might not be effective. Yeah. Um, so uh, that has to be factored in as well. Um, you know, with, with the blitz and, 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 you know, going to a more run-oriented offense or, or you know, which would certainly excite Philadelphia. And, and then they had so much success, as you mentioned, running the football in Tampa the first time, which I don't think is all that relevant. But nonetheless, it's the strength of their team, right, the offensive line. Yeah. But this – this, and you mentioned it. You talked to a couple of players. You saw it 
online, whether it was Dan Orlovsky or somebody saying the Eagles don't have site adjustments, blah, blah. Is that even possible? That's a high school level concept. I mean, it, it, Nick Sirianni used to coach Philip Rivers. Nobody better. I, I, I find it very hard to believe that NFL coaches, any NFL coaches, from the best staff down to the worst staff, can't insert something like that. So to me, it's got to be something else. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I go back to last year, John. I think they were so successful at doing whatever they wanted to do. Uh, you know, when teams did uh, come up with something to stop them on, with the pass, they just ran it. Uh, you know, teams adjusted during the offseason. I think these guys, you know, I blame it on arrogance uh, or because it's either that or laziness because they knew teams, they knew defenses were going to adjust to what they were doing last year. They knew they were going to adjust to the RPO game and everything else and stop Jalen or slow him down. And they didn't seem to come up with a, a you know, a plan B to counter that. And that's where we are now. I mean, that's why I think, you know, early on in the season, even when teams were blitzing early on, I mean, they, they, they were fairly effective. I mean, uh, they yeah. found ways to, to score points. Yeah, It's just been in these six games. It's like, it's like they got to the San Francisco game and just got blistered. And it's like the reality of, uh-oh, we ain't going back to the Super Bowl because there's a team better than us. Yeah. Uh, hit them and 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 it's affected them ever since. I, I don't know what else to how you explain the 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 fall off the cliff these last six games. Damo, uh, let's take it to the other side of the ball, but continue to talk about blitz slash sacks. Last year, Philadelphia Eagles number one in sacks in the National Football League. This year, as you know, nineteenth. Javon Hargrave, I know he's missed, and he kind of jumped back into the conversation this week by mentioning the fact that the 49ers actually practiced hard, and it was kind of light here in Philadelphia. And Fletcher, did you see Fletcher yesterday? Say, yeah, Javon, we're practicing today. Uh, so uh, the, the, the back and forth trash talking aside, the loss of Javon Hart can't uh, just equate to the drop off with the Eagles and a bit of in their inability to get the quarterback to the ground. Do we see a reaction from the coaching staff this year, specific this week, specifically one Matt Patricia? Do you think the Eagles will blitz more than they usually do? Boy, uh, you know, I, I, they're not very good at it. So I mean, <laughs> who's blitzing? Number one, who who is blitzing? I think I calculated in the four games with Matt Patricia, they blitzed less than they did with Desai. Yeah. But they've also defended the pass. I mean, teams have a 132 passer rating against the blitz in the four games Patricia has been the play caller. So, 132. Say yes. that again, Dama. 132. And people want to I mean, yeah. I would, I if anything, I might rush two and drop nine. Yeah. <laughs> See if you can get in the lane. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, you have to build your roster a certain way to 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 blitz a lot. If you want to yeah. be Wink Martindale, you have to build your roster a certain way, and the Eagles just haven't done that. So you can't show up at the playoffs and say, "All right, we're going to blitz with a bunch of guys who can't get home." In fact, to Jody's point about sacks, we always knew seventy was an anomaly, or you should have known. Yeah. Um. You go back to the year prior, I think they were 31st in the NFL in sacks. 31st. Yeah. And Nick Sirianni, Jonathan Gannon's first year. They they have guys who get pressure 
but can't finish. Yeah. And I think they've gone back to that this year, and that might be the reality, not the 70. That was the 70. Well, was always the anomaly, as I said. But guy, Brandon Graham's a great player. He's not a great finisher. Never been a great finisher throughout his career. Yeah. Guys like T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett and Daniil Hunter, consistent finishers. I think it's a trait. I don't think the Eagles have that guy. They don't yeah. have that guy. They right. never but, had that guy. But the Eagles are also down in pressures, too. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, just... but not that much. It's shockingly similar, right, Damo? The pressure percentage, yeah, the, down, the, but not that much. The last, uh, the, the last six game. games, they've been bad, but yeah. they've been bad at everything. I mean, but overall, I think it's, it's just a, it's, it's a bunch of things with the, with the pass rush. Uh, you know, I mean, Josh Sweat has just disappeared. I think I don't know if he ran out of gas. Or what? I mean, both his pressures and sacks have just vanished. Uh, Jalen Carter, about the ninth game of the season, uh, hit a wall. Uh, Brandon Graham has not given them given them nearly as much as they thought they might get from him this year. A year removed from uh, uh, his his Achilles injury, even even though he's thirty five years old. And Nolan Smith. I mean, he's they, they drafted him in the first round. They surely thought they were getting more than they did from him. And and he's been you know he's he's contributed he gave him more at light Mike linebacker than yeah. expected. <laughs> I mean you know a number that stunned me, not so much the drop in sacks. I mean that's obviously a, a, like you said that was going to happen, but last year thirty two of their seventy sacks were on third down, helped them get off the field. Uh, this year, and, and that third number thirty two was also first in the league in, in third down sacks. This year they've got twelve. 12 that's the least in the league and 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 not coincidentally they've got one of the most horrible third down defenses in the league because they can't get to the quarterback particularly on third down which comes first chicken or the egg yeah uh, yeah that, those two things well by the way it, it doesn't make sense guys that it last year they were always ahead so they're playing from, uh, you know, it's third and ten. John, they had a bunch of leads three. here in this six game uh, losing streak too that they coughed up leads, but they were, like they the were, teams are beating by getting a lead. No, they're keeping. Well, there's a couple they things. Do. One, they, they've coughed up leads. They coughed up a lead in both the Seattle and the Giant game. One, Arizona game. All right, significant leads. How's that? So you got guys dropping back. You know they become one dimensional in a one score game. You're not one dimensional, so they had more significant leads. And then the second part would be. Um, also, the quarterbacks are playing. I'll go to Carson Wentz. You know, they played a bunch of quarterbacks last year that were willing to hold on to the football, and that enables you to get more sacks. The 70 was always an anomaly, and I knew it was going to be a problem. because. And by the way, if Gannon was back and if five starters were back that they lost, they still wouldn't get 70. So it's not personnel. They That, that, that was an anomaly. It's happened three times in the history of football, or four. What is it, Damo? Yeah, yeah, uh, they, you know they were the third. That was the third highest number since they started. Yeah, back of sacks. Yeah, you know, and 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 you can't blame it all on the on the pass rush. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, the back seven has been horrible. But you know, we had Mike Quick on our radio show on Monday night on WBCB, and I mean, he he put it right on the coaching, uh, for the, especially these last four games. Uh, I mean, you watch these guys. They're slow to react. 
because they don't know what the hell they're doing. The communication, I mean, they're just not, they're not aggressive yeah, out there because they're, you know, if you have to think you're a, you're a step late and that's what this defense, that, that's where that defense is right now. That's where Reed Blankenship is before the injury. I mean, he was, he was always getting there late. So are the linebackers. I mean, this isn't a great group to begin with, but when, you know, when you're, when you don't quite know what you're doing and you just can't react, uh, it just affects everything and gives the, the offense that extra step it needs to, to get past you for yards after the catch. We know that uh, part of the problem with the Eagles secondary this year has been injuries. But that's kind of every team in the National Football League. Nobody puts their five defensive backs out there and watches them play 17 games. Just doesn't happen. Um, and the Eagles had their fair share of injuries. I wouldn't say above and beyond. Avante missed a lot of time. Slay missed a month here. Bradbury's been healthy all year. He hasn't played well, but he's been healthy all year. You at least give him that much credit. Um, will there be any rethinking of the philosophy as far as working for the Eagles goes? And you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Practice. Practice. And uh, that's the main reason that they – and again, before John corrects me, uh, it's collectively bargained away. The Eagles aren't just changing everything. The league has changed a lot. There are rules that you get so many hours, so many minutes, but the Eagles take even less than that. They they cut back from the minimum amount, the maximum amount that you're allowed. Will the fact that they've had to run guys in and out and just the fact that the communication has been so bad, and, yeah, I'm probably foolishly clinging to the fact that they practiced yesterday because they needed it. There isn't some behind-the-scenes reason that they actually went to practice instead of walk through that Johnny's waiting for uh, the other shoe to drop here. Will they actually maybe work a little bit harder next year, Dama? I don't know, Jody. Uh, well, first of all, we don't. You know, you're, we're assuming uh, Nick's back, so yeah. you know the question is, will he work? Well, hard? Jeffrey Jeffrey's going to be back. Howie's going to yeah. be back. Uh, you know, I mean, here here's the thing: they're not doing anything different than they did last year. Last year they were healthy. You know, last year they were remarkably healthy and resilient. And, <clears throat> and you know, this year uh, they're not. I mean, sometimes, you know, injuries just happen in this game. And, and I don't know if that's the case here. I don't – you know, there were years in the past where you could blame some a, lo a lot of their rash of injuries, soft tissue injuries, on, on the way they were uh, being trained and treated and, and their, their whole approach. I don't know this year. Uh, you know – I would think he'd modify things a little bit. I don't think he'll modify things a lot because right now you look around the league, it's they're all doing the same thing. It's all starting line with a healthy group. So, I mean, I don't think we're going to see, you know, Dick Vermeil training camps and, and uh, that's not happening. Well, yeah, you can't do that, but uh, they, they leave a little bit on the table as opposed to somebody like Andy or, yeah, or, or, more John Harbaugh would do. Um, they leave a little bit on the table, but not much. And yeah. everybody, I was talking to somebody who used to work for the 49ers because Javon Hargrave um, um, it was on a podcast. And I think people took it out of context because if you watch, I, I ended up watching the whole thing. Javon said it's more difficult out there practice wise uh, with Kyle. Yeah. And he then went on to say, and he 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 loved it here. He said he could play to 40 if he was here, the way they managed him. So he loved it here, uh, but they took out one clip, and it maybe looked a, a little bit like he was saying it's better out there. Yeah. Um, but I was talking to somebody who worked for the, the 49 and Kyle Shannon while Kyle was there, 
And he said, no, no, hour and a half off, you know, maybe a little bit harder, but there's not much you can do. Uh, And their main goal, he said, is the same as here. Keep the guys healthy uh, and keep them up to par. So I don't know how much you can do to amp up stuff like that. But since we went down the Sirianni route, if anything, I've gotten, I, I keep open. At one point, I was at 100% he's not getting fired. Now, I never learned from my mistakes. You always got to keep you always got to keep a little bit of a percentage yeah. open because we're talking about the want of one guy. That's what we're talking about, really. Jeffrey Laurie, that's it. Yeah. So if Jeffrey Laurie wakes up one day and says, you know what, I don't like the way this is going, and that's where I open it up to 5% or something like that, I don't think it's going to happen. Um any chance Jeffrey Lurie does that and says, hey, you know what? Three playoff, uh, uh, the best record in the NFL um, since he came in, three straight playoff appearances, not good enough for me. You're fired. I'm going to start over again. I'd be, you know, I'm, I'm with you, John. Uh, I didn't think there was any chance of it. Still, you know, even now, very little, <laughs> but you know, <clears throat> excuse me. There have been so many coaches fired here, uh, and so many people available that are intriguing, probably to a lot of people, including Jeffrey Lurie. Uh, you know, I don't know what he think. You know, I mean, we know that 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 the Patriots have been one of their role models for years. Uh, he admires Belichick. Would he bring him here and fire Sirianni? Well, again, might have to fire Howie as well. Would he do that? Exactly. Bill's not going to sit there and say, "All right, Howie, just pick the players for me." Well, he could put he could put uh, Howie back in the desks and chairs department again for a couple of years. <laughs> no, I, I mean, if you, if I mean, I mean, I saw Tim McManus said it's it's in play, and and I you know have as much respect for Tim as anybody on the beat, with the exception of you, um, and uh, so I got to believe there's a possibility, but I just. Boy, I mean, do you know how how scrutinized you're going to be if you fire a guy that took you to the Super Bowl year uh, before? This is the I same know. guy. Well, and, and sorry to break in, um, but I gave this list out yesterday. I want to give it to you, Damo, because you do stuff with the 33rd team and the the whole league. And I, I want to get this past Jeffrey Lurie to the whole league. So now that Belichick and Pete Carroll are gone, the NFL's current longest tenured head coaches, Mike Tomlin, 17 years, never had a losing season. John Harbaugh, 16. He's got the best team in the AFC. Andy Reid, 11. We know Andy Reid. Super Bowls, Super Bowls, AFC championship games, NFC championship games. Then you go down to Sean, McBurn, uh, Sean McDermott, playoff team. Buffalo's mm-hmm. in a position to make a run. He's number Kyle, four already. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan, oh, these are tied. Sean, Sean McDermott, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay are all tied. Kyle Shanahan, best team in the NFC. Sean McVay won a Super Bowl, went back, is back in the playoffs. Then it goes down to Zach Taylor and Matt LaFleur. I've also had tremendous success. Yeah. Why don't these freaking owners realize continuity is best? Continuity is better than the alternative. All every single name on that list is a successful head coach 
I think experience plays into that. But here's the key, John. It's got to be fairly rapid success. Because a lot of the guys who have come and gone didn't do it. Of that list that you just ran down, who went first three years without making the playoffs and got that fourth year? Uh, uh, Zach, and got Taylor would be, Zach Taylor would be the only one that he, he was really bad to the point that, you know, and I the my hat to the and then they got Joe Burrow. Then they got Joe Burrow, and they and, took off. And but the, I would say and to that the funny part, you and I both know it. It's probably because the owners cheat more than anything else. Yeah, they want to pay probably. two coaches at the probably. same time. Probably yeah. that's probably yeah. it. But to your point, Jody, Nick Sirianni's thirty-four and seventeen with stick at three. But so it's not like he hasn't performed. How many other coaches are? Th- how many other coaches have a six sixty-seven winning percentage? It's it's astounding to me we have to have this conversation. And by the way, plenty of things you can criticize Nick for. Plenty. But you can't fire him. Yeah. I mean, judging from history and the way they handled the Peterson situation, who they fired three years after winning a Super Bowl, their their first move was – and when I say they, I'm talking Howie and and Jeff. Their first move was, okay, we're going to tell you what to do. We're – we're going to reassemble your staff yes, for you. Yes. We're going to make the adjustments for you. And, and then you got a choice of whether, you know, you go with that or you say goodbye. Uh, so I think that would be, you know, I think they would make some changes, make him uh, change a little bit in whatever they are unhappy with uh, before they would fire him. I just, boy, that firing a guy a year after he, he took you to the Super Bowl and, 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 and after he uh, just has gone to the playoffs for the third year in a row, it would just be astounding. I mean, it would just, but this yeah. is the NFL. So who knows? And by the way, Gerard Mayo, officially the new Patriots coach. So good luck to him replacing the legend. I mean, oof, oof. you better get going quickly, Gerard. Yeah, but he knew that he signed a deal to become the next yeah. head coach while Belichick was still a coach. So yeah, you're the coach after Belichick. You know what that means? You're replacing Belichick. Yeah, Gerard, you know what you're getting into. Yeah. I'm not throwing a pity party. By the way, he interviewed he, he he interviewed here uh when Nick got this job. Um yeah. Yeah, to be the head yeah. coach. A lot of people uh, have high regard for him. They think he's gonna be a good coach. Yeah. Others think it's too soon. We'll see. Yeah. Well, somebody's got to coach the team next year, and whoever it is, they were going to be replacing Bill Belichick. So, uh, good good luck to whoever was going to do that job. They better find somebody that can build, rebuild that roster first. All right, Dama. One of the things I think that points to the fact that you can narrow focus. I I've been saying this for years. The most important game that the Eagles played was the last game, and then the next most important game was the one before that, and the one before that, and you judge the entire season. But with every week that you step back, you lose a little bit of the percentage of importance. The further away you get from now, it becomes a little less important, which is the reason why the Eagles are only a three-point favorite. I'm even surprised they're a three-point favorite against Tampa because they played this team. They beat this team. Shoot, they dominated this team just 11, 12 weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and I don't think you can. I don't think you want to wipe that off the board. But it kind of tells you something that if that were the case, they beat them by 14 points. And oh, by the way, the Bucks got an oh, by the way, touchdown. They're down 21 points in the fourth quarter. So uh, just the fact that the Eagles are only favored by three kind of tells you about the recency of this football team. 
What do you think Nick Sirianni has changed behind closed doors, behind John McMullen's prying eyes and everybody else? Is there anything being done behind closed doors differently? Because they they can't just keep saying, well, we know we're this good. Well, we know we're this good. We, we were 10 and one. You got to change something, don't you? It's kind of short uh, period of time to make any dramatic moves. Um, I, I won't even ask dramatic for dramatic. A move, anything. Doesn't have to be dramatic, but it has to be something you can hang your hat on. Do they have that card up their sleeve? They can. I mean, you know, he's he's going to give it to the offense. I think this this week, it's in the offensive line's hands and Jalen's hands to figure out how to deal with this blitz. Uh, you know, Stoutland's been probably, you know, they've had many a meeting figuring out ways to make some adjustments. I think we're going to see some, you know, I, I would guess when, when this game's over, uh, Jalen's probably going to have his fastest, uh, you know, snap to, to throw uh, average uh, of the season because if he hangs on to it, their history. And I think they're going to run the ball this, this week. They have to. And, and as we talked about earlier, a lot more 12 personnel. I, I, I really believe they will do that Sunday, uh, Monday night. Uh, they did it against the Giants in Arizona, so it's not like they haven't done it recently. And it's been effective, both against the, uh, both passing and, and running. So uh, that's what that's what I – if you're looking for changes, that that's probably what I would see them doing. Uh, at P. Damo, make sure you follow uh, Paul on X, Twitter, formerly na- known as uh, – also check him out at the 33rd team. Uh, see him there covering the league as a whole. He mentioned his show on WBCB locally. If you're in the area, um, had Mike quick on this week, our, our good buddy, uh, Eagles color commentator with Merrill Reese offensively. I'll end it here with you, Dama. They're eighth in the league. Now, granted they've, Struggled down the stretch, but eighth overall over the larger sample size. I maintain the only difference between this year's offense and last year's offense, and there were some clunky moments. People, you know, forget because yeah. it, it ended. There were some clunky moments, and they struggled at times. Turnovers. Yeah. Turnovers. I mean, it, it, they were third best in the NFL last season, plus eight. Second worst in the NFL this season. Minus 10. You turn that on its head, that is a big difference. That is an 18 difference. You know, you go from eight from the positive to 10 in the negative. If, if they turn that around, if they have better ball security, if they're making better decisions, and part of it with turnovers, we know it's just a randomness, regression to the mean. It's the same offense. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Disagree. Agree. Uh, I mean, the only, they're the second worst playoff team turnover differential wise. Uh, The the worst is, is ironically the chiefs, Chiefs, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The other notable stat is they've got a, and this is unbelievable when you look at last year, a plus five point differential this season. And that's all on the defense. Mostly. I mean, their, their offenses hasn't been as effective but the number is still respectable. I mean, you said like seventh or eighth in the league in scoring. They've just been so horrible defensively. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that number, I believe there's only one team in the playoffs 
uh, with a worse point differential. And Steelers. That's yeah. 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 So, yeah. Right. Damo, uh, Eagles play on Monday night. You get two games Saturday, five games Sunday. What's the must-see playoff matchup other than the Birds for Damo this weekend? You know, I, I'm interested. I'm interested in watching that Miami Kansas City game. I mean, hey, it's gonna yeah, one of the it's gonna end up being one of the coldest games in the history of the sport. And you've got Miami, who for most of the season has been yeah. one of the most dominant teams in the yeah. league, now has to go play in frigid weather, and, and and has lost guys the last couple of weeks. As anybody who's ah, they are devastated. You talk oh, about man. being devastated injury wise. The yeah. Dolphins, man, their, their pass rush is non-existent now. I mean, they've lost. You know everybody, uh, and so you know, Mahomes is going to just. So, but I'm going to be interested in seeing that game because just because of the cold weather and and, yeah. and how a team from Miami that uh, that you know the Eagles the, the Eagles were down there practicing last uh, training camp, Damo, and it was so hot that um, the Dolphins have the new training facility. They have a beautiful facility now, yeah, and. They stayed in the indoor portion with the air condition just blasting while the Eagles were stretching out in the miserable heat. Yeah. And then it would come out and they destroyed the Eagles in the joint practice. They they stunted the perfect Eagles joint practice record. Um, yeah. They don't need the air conditioning this week. <laughs> they're going to be in trouble. That's yeah, for they're, sure. they're going to be. Yeah, I, I I don't think that Jason Taylor is coming through that locker room door. Uh, uh, this weekend, sorry to say, Dolphins, uh, they are way down with their pass racing capability. I, I want to see Joe Flacco. That's the and it's the first game, so get it over. Joe, get it cool. I think I believe you probably know this, Dombo. I believe Joe has never lost a wild card game. I think yeah. it's like five and zero oh or something. You know what's amazing with him and and their approach, with Stefanski's approach. I mean, he's throwing interceptions left and right. Oh yeah, yeah. they don't care. No. I mean, I mean that's just the, he's taking the old school approach. You know, I'm going to air it out. I'm Brett Favre. You know, yeah. I'm going to make. You know, I'm going to. I'm going to. You know, we're going to score a lot of points, and if if it means a few turnovers, a few interceptions, so what? Uh, you know, which is an interesting approach in this day and age of, you know, where the where, you know where turnovers are not uh, are considered. Yeah. Well, he's a he's a perfect play action guy, and that's you know the Shanahan Kubiak. That's what Kevin runs, and so he's a better in a lot of ways. He's a better fit than Deshaun Watson for that yeah. for what he wants to run, um, and that's just play action, throw it down the field, Amazing see what story. happens, yeah. and talk about true twenty twenty hindsight. I could sit there and go. Why did the Eagles ever cut Flacco? They should have kept Flacco. Flacco should have been here from 2021 on. Gardner Minshew, bah humbug. Marcus Mary, bah humbug. Joe Flacco should have been the backup all along. Yeah, that would be true 2020 hindsight. All right, Damo, always a pleasure, buddy. We will talk to you next Friday again. Enjoy the game on Monday night, buddy. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks, Damo. Paul Domwich, check out his uh, stat pack and information on jacobsports.com. And you can also catch him on uh, the 33rd team. All right. Andrew DiCecco will join us coming up in, oh, just about 20 minutes from now. Mac and Mac coming back here to Birds 365.
any professional sports coach will tell you, there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their fantasy pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Scott McBone and Jerry McDonald here with you on Birds 365. Appreciate you streaming in. You could do us a solid and hit the like button. Just <clears> saying, <throat> if you want to take care of your boys, Mac and Mac, that'd be uh, very nice in this. Getting ready for an Eagle playoff game edition of Birds 365. All right, when we get to check on, we'll certainly talk plenty of birds. But I want to run a couple of Dallas Cowboy things by you, Johnny Mac. And oh, Dallas Cowboys. A couple of Cowboy fans slash trolls on our stream uh so they'll they'll be excited to hear this i just saw this jason lock on four who has been on our what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Show before former CBS insider, Baltimore uh, radio host, um, and certainly comments on the uh, uh, NFC East too. Did the count? Did uh, the uh, rights for the Washington Post uh, these days too? So uh, Jason still uh, very much in the news as a media member, just not the CBS guy anymore. Uh, was quoted yesterday saying, "I'd be shocked." If Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy survives a wild card loss. Now, we've been talking about Nick Sirianni's future here in Philadelphia for a couple of weeks because it has been such a collapse the Eagles have gone through. The Cowboys jumped up, won the division, passed the Eagles. They were behind by two game, two and a half games by the Eagles at one point this year because they were two games back. And they had the loss. Now, you knew they could make up the half game if they beat the Eagles in Dallas, which they did. So you could pick up a game and a half with one win. But they were two and a half behind with seven to play. And they end up winning the division to keep it now 19 straight years that different teams have won the division. I have not put any thought into, uh, maybe because we're so busy just worrying about the Eagles and dissecting and bisecting Eagles so much, we don't think about the Cowboys other than on the surface. You buying what Lock on Four is saying? If they now they're a seven and a half point favorite against the Packers, they're supposed to beat the Packers. Packers got a nice second half of the season together, won their way into the playoffs. The young quarterback looks like he's coming into his own, but they're a seven and a half point favorite in Dallas, where they have not lost a game this year. If the Cowboys, this will rile up our Cowboy streaming fans, if they apple up and choke away. The wild card game this week against the Green Bay Packers, will it cost Mike McCarthy his job? Uh, I think it might. I, I don't think it should. I'm in that same category. But 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 again, I, right, so let, things- let, let, let me uh, thank you for allowing me this uh, comparison. Both the Eagles and the Cowboys lose this weekend. Who's more likely to get fired, Nick Sirianni or Mike McCarthy? Mike McCarthy. Okay. Mike McCarthy. Um, yeah, but part of that, well, a lot of it is, you know, their their long-term disappointment in the playoffs, um, people think at least. I, I don't even know if it's um, real. Uh, more of the fact that you just mentioned they don't lose at home, and if they lose to Green Bay at home, um, that's an issue in the playoffs. That's going to be uh, very um not taken well by people down there. And third is, you know, Jerry and big names and some of the big names available. 
I think he would become more enamored with that potential. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Lurie is the exact opposite, right? He doesn't want big names. He wants he wants guys that are going to fall in line and and you know be part of a collaborative process um, that he's very involved in. So for all of those reasons, um, Dallas would be more likely to make a move. But you know, I I'd have to look it up. But what what are we talking about? 12, 12 wins this year. The Eagles were thirteen and four. They had twelve wins last year. I think they had twelve wins the year before. <laughs> pretty good, pretty good regular season record. That's pretty 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 stinking good. And by the way, over that span, not the Eagles. The Cowboys have two NFC East titles. Um, um, you know, but they've struggled in the playoffs. So, uh, and this and, would and, be a a major upset loss if they got picked off yeah. by the Green Bay Packers this week, which I'm at least leaving my mind open to. I'm probably going to pick the Packers. I uh, the Cowboys don't know by how many. It's not impossible. Oh, I'm Nick, picking the Cowboys by seventeen. Really, more yeah. than two touchdowns. I. I I'm going to reserve my selection on that one. Um, and I give the Rams a puncher's chance. I, I think Rams are more of a puncher's chance of those two teams. I actually think that the, the Packers have as much of a chance to beat the Cowboys as the Rams have a chance to beat the Lions. Uh, but that's NFC. We get to that uh, in our final segment. We'll get on the record. We don't have to pick the Eagles till Monday. So we'll just pick a couple of the other uh, playoff games. And the other Cowboy uh, note was uh, Dan Quinn, the Cowboys defensive coordinator, is being prominently mentioned. Our teams have already asked for permission. With as many openings uh, for coaches as there are in the NFL, yeah. teams have now they can't go meet because they're in the midst of prepping for a playoff game, but they've asked permission to set The Jonathan up. Gannon rule, by the way, they changed that rule this year. Yes, they did. Uh, so guys aren't going to get a chance. And the uh, – the, the Eagles are dealing with it too because Brian Johnson has been requested by two teams. Now, yesterday he got requested by uh, uh, Carolina. Well, uh, Carolina was first, then. right? The day before, um, which he was at, at earliest their tenth ask. They had a list of nine that they had already gotten to, and they finally got around to Brian Johnson. But Tennessee did ask yesterday, and that's. That's pretty significant for Brian Johnson that he got requested for two different teams. Uh, so I'll give him him his props and your props there because you had more faith in him uh, getting interviewed. And now I think I he's going to go up. I think he's probably going to get a couple more before it's all said and done. Once once the floodgates open, um, you know, everybody wants to interview the same guys. So, um, you know, I, and, I don't know how real were- it is. And where I miscalculated was there were more openings than I thought there were going to be. Because if you're going to say something in season about how many openings, you got no idea how many openings there are going to be. Eight's always a good number. Eight is the number I always predict, and that's where we are. Eight. It's always a good number. I I thought there would be slightly less than that. But since there are so many openings, there are the need for that many more interviews. And with the Rooney rule being what it is, that that's going to play itself into the equation as well. Uh, the other cowboy thing of note, uh, as I mentioned, Dan Quinn uh, being prominently asked, requested for interview purposes. Um, someone asked Micah Parsons yesterday about Dan Quinn potentially leaving 
Micah's one of Micah's responses was, "Hey, you know, he could take me with him." Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Not, somewhere, somewhere in the upper offices of uh, Jerry World, that, that there were meetings being called and bells being rung. What the heck is that all about? Now he may just have been joking. I'm just reading it on a website. Yeah, Micah, Micah's yeah, Micah's talked about Eagles fans get excited because he's talked well about the Micah's. I mean, he can't go anywhere. They can franchise. I mean, it's not like he can do anything. And I would say, uh, would the Cowboys Dan, really franchise? My oh yeah, I guess they would. Yeah, uh, one, Dan, one of the big no brainers on the face of the planet. And Dan, by the way, I, I'm almost going to guarantee I'm at 99. He's going to get the Seattle job. So um, yeah, he's he's going to be gone. One thing I've said about, and that's the thing about Mike McCarthy as well. When we're talking about his job security, I've been saying it for years. Eagles fans don't like it. They have the best coaching staff in football. Now, that's going to suffer some attrition with because uh, I do think Dan is going to leave and go back to Seattle. Uh, he's one of the best defensive coordinators. You saw the NFLPA come out. You know, Jim Foss, John Fossil, um, number, number one special teams uh, uh, coordinator. Their old assistant special teams coordinator was number three. Uh, in his new spot, Matt Daniels, um, Quinn was obviously on there, and and Brian Schottenheimer, Schottenheimer was even on there as an offensive coordinator. Um, yeah, they're the best coaching staff in football. And Al Harris, look at what he does with the even even it's very rare. Ex Eagles corner, by the way, it's very rare when opposing head coaches bring up position coaches. Nick Sirianni was talking about Al Harris, raving about him. Um, yeah, they have a very good coaching staff. Jerry should wise up and just, you know, they got to win the football game at some point. I used to say this about Marvin Lewis back in uh, Cincinnati because the Cincinnati Bengals, we just talked about how cheap they were, Jody. They were awful from basically Ken Anderson up till Marvin Lewis took over as the head coach and they made the playoffs every year. Every year for six consecutive years, I think it was. And they lost every one of them. Lost the opener every single time. Yeah. And he got to win one. He was a really good coach in a really difficult circumstance, but he couldn't win a playoff game. And at some point, you got to win one. And I know if you saw this, John, because it kind of surprised me. We're here on the East Coast. I do a national sports show on Sunday, so I have to try and follow everything. But I'll be honest, I don't watch the Chargers play in and play out. Uh, see enough of their late games to get a feel on them. And that uh, Brandon Staley was just overmatched as a head coach. He may very well be one of those guys who's a phenomenal defensive coordinator. And Eagle fans, don't don't throw that out as a possibility. That if Jeffrey and Howie come in and say, listen, we got to revamp this whole coaching staff, that Staley coming here is the D.C. if he wants to. A lot of guys, when they get fired as a head coach, want to take at least a year transition like Doug did. Take your time. Try and get the, the right job. Don't want to jump back into some other guys consider themselves coaches and would drive themselves or their wives crazy if they were ran around the house all day. So they jump back in and say, oh, just take a job and then I can interview next year as a coordinator somewhere else. Don't don't dismiss 
Staley as a defensive coordinator and, jo- and don't just say what a stupid hire it is because he wasn't a good head coach. They're not hiring him to be the head coach. They're hiring him to be the defensive coordinator. That could happen here in town, but I do believe he was a bad head coach. Kellen Moore, who I thought was a good hire by them to bring him in as their offensive coordinator. They did not have a very good offensive uh, season. They actually, I thought it was going to be a one and done situation. They interviewed him immediately for the head coaching position. So at least from afar and judging the stats, it wasn't a good Chargers offensive year, but they think enough of Kellen Moore to give him an immediate interview for the open head coaching position. Did that surprise you like it did me? Uh, not, no. I mean, you see Carolina uh, interviewed a bunch of in-house candidates as well. Usually you try to give a couple in-house guys or, you know, um, um, I don't think he's a serious contender, but I, I don't think anybody looks at Kellen Moore and says he's a bad coach. I mean, I think, yeah, uh, things obviously went off the rails. Brandon Staley, I agree with you, overmatched. I, I don't I don't think Kellen Moore is going to have any problem finding a job. But, uh, yeah, I think that was more of a, hey, we're going to, you know, that's another thing. Part of these searches is, like, who are real candidates and who aren't real candidates? Look at Washington, Josh Harris, our buddy Josh Harris. They interviewed about 11 guys, including Alec Hallaby, uh, to be their head of football operations uh, from the Eagles. And they were down to two in like a second. They knew coming in, and I think they want Adam Peters from the 49ers. Ian Cunningham, also former Eagles exec, is the other finalist. They knew, right? They knew. But you go through all this rigmarole to – it's a public-facing industry, right? You you, you want to, oh, we're looking at every candidate. We're taking this exhaustive cur- a search. 99% of these teams already know who they want. Gerard Mayo is a perfect example. They already made the decision. They figured it out beforehand. Um, I said in Seattle, I would be stunned if Dan Quinn isn't the head coach in C- Seattle once things die down for the Cowboys. Um most of these teams know, know before. Um, and some don't. The Eagles didn't with Nick Sirianni. They kept going and going and going. So it's not 100% hard and fast rule, but most most teams know. Most teams know. They have a heavy lean, if nothing yes. else. They're leaning in a very specific direction. All right, Andrew DiCecco of InsideTheBirds.com scheduled to join us, uh, both the content creator producer, reporter, does it all for those guys on InsideTheBirds.com. He's scheduled to join us coming up next. Uh, But Birds fans, here's your chance to save up to 40% on your car insurance right now from one of Jacob Sports' great partners. Here's what you do. Call managing partners Jim or Fran and tell them you're a friend of Jacob Sports and Birds 365. My name is uh, Fran Solano. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes 
and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. You got your Mega Mac guys here on Bird 365 Football Friday leading into an Eagles playoff game. Well, we'll be back Monday. Then we'll really be leading into the Eagles playoff game, but we're certainly prepping for it now. And we're lucky enough to get Andrew DiCecco from InsideTheBirds.com to jump on for us with us for a couple of minutes. Andrew, I think I asked this someone maybe as early as <laughs> Tuesday this week, uh, one of our guests. We've had 17 games, 18 weeks to determine what the 2023 Philadelphia Eagles identity is. What would you say their identity is? <laughs> I, have, I have no idea what their identity is. Uh, offensively, it's a, it's a clunky offense, and there hasn't been much consistency there. And then defense, I mean, where do we start? John and I have talked about this throughout the year. 
there has there they don't have anything that they can hang their hat on. So you last season you the pass rush was uh, those are obvious um, hallmark to their defense, but that hasn't even been the case this year. So to answer your question, I don't know you can definitively say that they have an identity. Yeah, it's not good to be looking for an identity in uh, week one of the postseason, but that's where the Eagles are. Um, do you need an identity to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, though, Andrew? No, that's a team that, John, that you should be able to – given the talent that the Eagles have, you should be able to show up and beat them playing a game. If, if you're able to play like they get, I guess, like they did against the Giants on Christmas, you should be able to, to, to beat them, at least offensively. I don't know how they're going to be able to cover Mike Evans and those guys, but I don't know that you need an identity to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But further down the line is where oh, that yeah. becomes yeah. something then it to becomes, look at, yeah. yeah, then it becomes an issue, yeah. But this week, I think they can get through it. You mentioned Mike Evans. I would say how excited uh, Darius Slay going to be back. Torn meniscus, we know. Uh, that's a pretty serious injury. Obviously, it had to be a trim. It couldn't be the full repair. Um, are you expecting that to be a domino effect for that struggling Eagles defense? All of a sudden, Bradbury's back in a more familiar spot. Um, you have the domino effect. You don't have Kaylee Ringo and Eli Ricks on the field as much. Does that help this struggling defense? It should. If you remember in that first matchup, I believe Josh Job was starting for <clears> – <throat> Maybe it was Bradbury. Maybe Brad, I think that yeah, was Bradbury game. kicked inside. That was the Bradbury right, okay, right. plot game. Yeah. Hey, right, 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 right. So, uh, yeah, I think getting a, a, f- a healthy secondary with your veterans in there, Avante Maddox included, should be able to help. Now, we've seen that. That's not necessarily be the case throughout the season, John. We look at it against the Arizona Cardinals, against the Giants the, last week. There's just communication breakdowns all over the place. So, against a an offense more equipped to exploit that. I don't know how you can go into it confident, even with Darius Slay returning to the lineup. Since we went to the cornerback position, I'll follow up there. When healthy, certainly the first however many games of the season, um, when Bradbury and Slay are both healthy, they play 100% of the snaps. They Mm -hmm. play every single snap on the outside. Slay's coming back from an injury. Bradbury's been uh, – he wasn't terrible last week. That's the best I can come up with for Bradbury at these at this stage. He's had a really bad year. Um, mm-hmm. Will Ricks and Ringo still play this week? They've been forced into action to play because of Slay's injury and uh, trying them in the slot before Avante Maddox came back. Are those two guys a factor at all this week? You know, that's a question – that I've got for the past three weeks or so, should Keely Ringo hold on to that starting spot, even when, you know, when Darius Slay comes back, should you put James Bradbury on the bench? And I, and I maintain Jody. No, I think you, you need to roll out your veteran secondary, the Avante Maddox, James Bradbury, Darius Slay. And then maybe you rotate someone like a Keely Ringo or an Eli Ricks into the game more. So Keely, I, I just don't think that there's going to be a ton of snaps for, for, for Ricks, but, I, I think that those guys to throw them in there, forge them by fire, throw them in there in the postseason. That's not that's a whole different level of competition. I don't know if that's fair to put either of those players in that situation. Um, all right, let's take it back to the offense because everybody wants to talk about the offense and what's wrong with the offense and why the offense can't do anything against the mm-hmm. blitz, Andrew. Um, 
you know, this narrative, I asked Nick Sirianni about Brian Johnson getting coaching interviews, and he and he finally said he said this way too late about Gannon not being focused for the Super Bowl. He called it a silly narrative, um, which I agree with him wholeheartedly. Yeah. But the reason I bring that up is because I think it's a silly narrative that the Philadelphia Eagles coaching staff cannot insert a simple hot read hot read or sight adjustment into the offense. It's a high school level concept. Every coaching staff in the NFL from number one, the best one down to the worst one can simple, you know, insert that into their offense and has that into their offense. That's not the problem. What is the problem? What is going on? with this team and its inability to handle the blitz. Well, I know that that's been a, uh, that's been something you've been driving home throughout the week, John. I've been keeping an eye on your Twitter. Oh my God. I had to mute 6 million people. Yeah. I'm exaggerating. Um, you know, you, when you look at the hot, the hot, uh, the hot routes and things like that, you mentioned, you made a great point. Philip Rivers, that, that was a, a staple in their offense. He was really good at, at identifying the blitz and being able to, to deliver the football on those hot routes. But for the well, Eagles, that was all Frank Reich, Andrew, and, and Nick had nothing to do with that offense. That was all, Frank I, I, yeah, Reich. yeah, go, go yeah. ahead, yes, exactly. So, but I think when you look at it in, in the Eagles' terms, you have an offense and a quarterback and a head coach in particular that seemed they seem hell bent on going after the explosive play, the big, you know, the, the chunk play versus taking what's what the defense is they like giving you, and you don't see it. You see a quarterback who doesn't really. He, he's sort of averse to checking the ball down. So I think when, you, when you're missing that element of your game, you're less inclined to look for those hot routes when, the, when they needed to be there. And you think that you need to put the, game, put the offense on your shoulders and try and find a way to make a play, whether it be via the ground or, or trying to throw the ball down the field to AJ or, or things like that. I, I just think that Jalen wants to be Superman instead of taking what is presented in front of you. All right. Uh, let's take it back to a happier time for Eagles fans. Last year's NFC Championship game. Uh, Brock Purdy almost has his elbow ripped off by Hassan Reddick. Has to leave the game. Josh Johnson comes in, plays. They go, oh, my God, he can't play quarterback. They go to Wildcat with Christian McCaffrey for a couple of plays. That didn't work. They put Brock Purdy back into the game, knowing full well he can't throw. He cannot throw the football, but he went back in and played some quarterback for them. What do the Eagles do if Jalen Hurts can't throw? Well, you hand the football off to DeAndre Swift, who had a tremendous game in the first matchup. There should be running lanes, but if it gets to the point where you're going to get – you're exploited and you're not able to pick up yards through the air, I think you have to consider putting Marcus Mariota out there. If it becomes such a detriment that it's impacting what you're able to do offensively and you completely have to scrap what you're doing – I think you need to reevaluate and, and maybe make a quarterback change. But I think that if he's if, even if he's Jalen's limited in throwing, I think you have to lean on the running game this week and see what you're able to do there. Because like I said, they had some success doing that in back in week three. I, I just can't, it, you can't throw at all. You got to play Mariota. Sure. I mean, you have I'll, I'll put it in a perspective. He's four of ten for thirty some odd yards early second quarter. You've had two possession, three possession, whatever. Uh, you've gotten a couple first down. You got no points, 
but he's four for 10 and balls are just not going where they're supposed to. You can see that it's an accuracy thing mm-hmm. and you can probably tell that he just is when I say he can't throw and this is not a uh, compliment of Jalen Hurts' career where in this given game, because right. of the finger injury, he can't throw. Do you go running, running first or immediately to Mariota? That was the question I was trying to ask. Yeah, if he literally can't throw the football, I think you have to – this is what you brought in a veteran like Marcus Mariota for. Obviously, it was sort of to, to help Jalen Hurts develop and things like that, but you plug him in and you don't and you don't hesitate because you can't just scrap the whole game plan because your quarterback can't throw. I th- you have to lean on your veteran and, and go that route because if, especially if the game's winnable, if the game's within reach, you don't just – continue to roll Jalen Hurts out there, hand the ball off, and eventually the Buccaneers are going to catch on to that. A guy can't throw. Um, you got to go Marcus Murray. Yeah. Well, now, that, now you have the conspiracy theorists. That's they're always out there, Andrew. The Eagles are creating excuses in advance in case they lose the game, hmm. um, which is always astonishing. Um, but these players are very competitive. Jalen's going to play. Yeah, there's no yeah. doubt in my mind he's going to play. Uh, and we'll see where he is health-wise. Uh, Damo, we had Paul Domowicz on. He he talked to Dr. Jessica Flynn. She seems to think um, he should be fine uh, with a little splint. May affect his accuracy a little bit. And then you have to sort of judge where he is from that perspective. But I think you're right. I, I, it, this is a big DeAndre Swift game. Um, and that should excite most of the Eagles fan base who love running the football. So we're going to see, they got to rely on Deandre Swift and Kenny Gainwell. You're not going to see Rashad Penny. Um, no, not, not after last week with that, bad, with that poor blitz pick. Yeah. Blitz pick up. Blitz pick up is a thing. Um, so this offensive line, which um, PFF has declared the best offensive line in football for the second consecutive season. I don't necessarily disagree with that, but it's not perfect. Um, they have their own hand. And we were talking about the blitz pickup. They've struggled at times with Absolutely. blitz pickup. Um, and I, I think they've struggled at times when it comes to, uh, I don't think they've been as dominant as they have been in the past. You think that's fair or unfair? I do think that's fair. When you look at certain matchups this year that they sh- they should have dominated, I think that they were a culprit. Everyone said that the Eagles couldn't run the football. That's why they were struggling. Well, part of that was due to the offensive line not being able to generate the push that they should have. You can look at some of the running backs. You don't have that downhill power running power element to your running game. But I also think there were certain matchups this season, John, that you can go back and look at that the offensive line should have been able to dominate and clear running lanes for these guys, and they just simply weren't able to do it. You also look at the uncharacteristic penalties. Jason Kelsey's got a ton this year. Um, and, and I think that it's fair to say that they have not lived up to expectations. Uh, I ran this by Paul Domwich earlier, and um, I kind of disagreed with his answer because I think he was misstating numbers. Um, it seemed to me like the Eagles weren't using all that much 12 personnel. And there's 12 personnel, and then there's 12 personnel. There's 12 personnel to get an extra guy out into the pattern, and there's 12 personnel to keep an extra guy in the block. Sure. It didn't seem to me like that 12 personnel, which <clears throat> I thought Tomo kind of overstated. And it's tough to judge by snap counts last week because Goddard got pulled. 
So sure. stolen, does that count as 12 personnel when you're putting stolen Calcaterra out there? Do we really even need to analyze that if that's your 12 personnel? Do you think they'll do more of that this week because we know Tampa's going to be blitzing like Wink Martindale blitzes? Absolutely. Especially when you look at it with the quarterback maybe not being able to throw the football, you're going to have to lean on a heavy run approach. I think you're going to see a lot of Jack Stoll. I think he's going to certainly see an uptick in snaps, and especially – you look at the, the blitz pickup as well. It just makes a lot of sense. Um, that's what you really need against a, a defense like that, that they're going to throw all kinds of things at you. I think that's how you sort of alleviate that. I mean, I would be shocked if you didn't see that. Uh, defense, defense, defense. Andrew DiCecco, <laughs> I want you to put on your Matt Patricia pencil um, and figure out what the hell you're going to do to stop uh, this Ooh. sieve. I just met, I mentioned Slay. Before, maybe it's as simple as, well, you know, Slay's back. Zach Cunningham maybe knocks some of the rust off with a poor performance against the Giants. Maybe Maddox knocks some of the rust off. You would have thought that Zach Cunningham was the second coming of Ray Lewis, by the way. Folks were clamoring for him to return to the lineup. It did not look good uh, against the New York football Giants. But overall, he's been better than the alternatives. Is it just about... Um, getting those guys back, and it, it's never going to be great, I said, but can it be serviceable on a particular game day to get you to let the so. offense go win the game? I think so. I think getting Darius Slay back shouldn't be understated. I, he's, I thought he's played very well this season given the circumstances, and um, I, you know, I think it, it sort of alleviates James Bradbury being picked on and it sort of masks him a little bit getting Maddox into the lineup. Now, Maddox hasn't – I think he looked a little rusty in his first oh, yeah. couple games oh, back. Oh, yeah. So we'll have to see if maybe now this will be his third game, I believe. We'll see if, if he's able to sort of uh, settle in. But I think not having some stability there, John, you and I have talked about it all season long. You have guys stuff on in and out. There's no continuity. Guys don't have a clue of what they're doing. It, it, it impacts the communication. I think having your veterans back there – and Bayard, we'll have to see what they do with with uh, with safety because if Blankenship can't go and they're overly reliant on the three Ooh, safety looks, yeah, I mean that's that's, that's going to be a problem. That's a yeah, because Sydney's out, obviously. Uh, oh yeah, I expect him to put him on injured reserve at some point, and uh, you know they'll probably Sign. bring up Makai Gardner or Tristan McCollum. I don't think they're going outside the organization at but, this point. It wouldn't make any no. sense to get somebody up to speed with the playbook and expect them no. to be you know, an impact guy. And they would have done it already if they were going outside the organization. But, um, yeah, I mean, that is – they are so thin at safety, so thin at safety, losing Sidney Brown if Reed Blankenship can't go. It's Kevin Byard and, boy, Makai Gardner, Tristan yeah. McCollum. You got to make a decision. I would probably say Garner because he was the one that they gave the – he ran out of elevations first. I think he was their first guy up. But – Tristan McComb, I thought, looked decent in that game on on uh, on Sunday at MetLife. He looked like the only one that was interested in making tackles. And uh, yeah. how about hit- this? I'm going to go Jim Swartz on you. How about this? Uh, move Abonte Maddox back to safety. Oh, and and start manipulating the slot that's worked so well, and have more communication issues. Uh, we, we, we're not going back to moving. Bradbury into the slot. Are we at this stage? Well, you've got communication issues. 
What would you rather have? Would you rather have Maddox out there with Bradbury and Ringo, or would you have rather have Makai Gardner or Tristan McCullum out there? You know, you, you got to start question. thinking outside the box a little bit. Jim would do that. It's a fair question. Uh, I, I neither. I would say this: neither option is is no. too is very. I wouldn't be optimistic with either no. either option. But I, I think Makai Garner is interesting as a hybrid type player. He's he's really you know he's. I think he should have like made the football team. You know me. I thought yeah, he I, I, make I, the football team. Yeah, yeah, why why they activate McCollum last week and not Gardner? Well, when, he was out of well, uh, uh, elevation. Out of, so. out of and and yeah. McCollum. Um, yeah, McCollum was out. Yeah, he had one left, and now they was, reboot uh, for the playoffs, so you don't have to worry about that. But uh, yeah, I mean yeah, those elevations, you gotta. There's a strategy to them, uh, and once you're out, you either got to put them on the 53, or you know you can't elevate them. And when Garner was elevated, did he actually play, or was he just? Uh, he played against the Jets uh, because he had to because Reed, if you remember, got yeah. that nasty block. Uh, what was it Lazard? Yeah, Alan Lazard, I think yeah. hit him. Uh, but other than that, Jody, it was just special teams, really. And and yeah. Tristan McCollum was pretty much special teams, prim- uh, predominantly special teams, until he was pressed into duty last Sunday. Yeah, yeah. they might have might have overused their elevations at some point. But uh, again, we uh, not going to blame that. It's the reason they've lost five of their last six games. Bigger fish to fry no. there. Yeah, right. well, you got to hope Reed is healthy. I mean, that's the bottom line. You, you and and I think I think it's fair to have a, a discussion about Reed Blankenship and his health. He's he's missed part, he's left games. Third, yeah, third injury. He had multiple rib injuries. I think he had the um, he had the forearm where he got stepped on uh, against Washington early in the season. He had a concussion, concussion at one point. Yeah, and and if you remember, he got hurt last year as well in a more limited sample size against the Giants. Yeah, uh, at MetLife. So I. I don't know. It's it's fair to have that conversation. All right. Here's I want to have a conversation with you about a specific phrase, which you might have a definition for. I might have a definition for John might have a different definition from us, too. And different people use it and define it different ways. Lost the locker room. If the Eagles have lost the game on Monday, I guarantee you people will be saying on Tuesday that Nick Sirianni has lost the locker room and it does all come down to defining it. There's an ambiguity there that you have to decide for yourself what that actually means. So in the lexicon that Andrew DiCecco uses, do you believe Nick Sirianni has lost the locker room? I, I think lost the locker room is, you know, I don't want to paint with too broad of a brush here, but I, I think that when I mean, you make a switch to a defensive play color from Sean Desai to Matt Patricia, the optics of that isn't great. And that I'm sure that that rubs some people the wrong way inside that building. And I think that's really where things started to go sideways here, Jody, to be honest with you. But I don't know that he's lost the locker room. I, I wouldn't go as far to say that, but I think that you could start having that conversation. If, if you start to see things sputter and things leak out of there, like, like they, like, I guess there were certain instances against around the Seattle game where things were happening like that. What do you think, John? Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think he's – well, that's what I was going to ask you, so I'll go there. Um, mm-hmm. If people are talking about it, if the if the Eagles finish this thing up in the negative fashion and five of six turns into six of seven, 
and you lose to a team you should beat and it turns into a Giants-like cluster, you know what? Nick Sirianni got to get fired. Um, well, I can't even believe we're talking about it. That's where I am. But yeah, I can't believe. About it. Yeah, I can't even believe we're having this discussion. But when you look at a coach like Mike Vrabel and things like that, no, it seems like no one is, is exempt. And but on the on the other side of that coin, you have to say, what is the standard every year? Is the standard Super Bowl or bust? If you don't make yeah. it to the Super Bowl, or is, is your job in, in jeopardy? I mean. That's every coach's goal, but is it a realistic expectation every year if you don't make it to the Super Bowl, your your job's on the line? And what's the alternative, by the way? Where where are you going to go? Because this team isn't going to hire Bill Belichick. I don't care that Jeffrey Lurie was was a Patriots fan and wanted to buy the Patriots. He he wants to be involved. He doesn't want to hand his organization over to somebody and say, go. Um, and that's what Bill has the cachet to do. He's not going to sit and say, oh, maybe you should do this. It's not Bill Belichick. And who replaces Nick Sirianni, by the way, if you do get rid of him? Everybody well, that's wants, what I'm saying. Everybody I, yeah. wants somebody gone, but they don't have a, you know, a no. sound you know, plan of attack to replace that person. So, I mean, Brian Johnson I'll tell you who I want. The most I'll, tell you right, I'll tell you right now, you ask who replaces him, I'll give you the name. Nick Saban. I Nick want Nick Saban. Nick Saban. At age 72. Friggin' everybody's salivating Everybody's over seven. Belichick at 71. I'll take Nick Saban Saban's. at 72. Nick Saban. Now, why would you take Nick Saban at 72 over Bill Belichick at 71? Age has nothing to do with it. But why would you take, in the NFL, why would you take Nick Saban over Bill Belichick? Energy. He's got more energy than Well, Bill. then take Pete Carroll. He's got more energy I, than I both take, of them combined. Yeah. I take Pete Carroll before I take Belichick, too. Uh, yeah, he's got now, more Nick, energy. The Nick Saban experiment in the NFL didn't work too well when he was with the Dolphins. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I remember he made one one player cry. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 it was on Center. I remember it very vividly. Uh, well, he's a great coach, a great college coach. And I, I think if he would have stuck it out, eventually he would have become a very good NFL coach, but yeah, I mean, Bill's the greatest coach of all time. So I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to put anybody over Bill Belichick, but the Eagles are a different type of organization. They don't want that, that kind of powerful head coach. And you could debate that that's fair. But I think if you look at Jeffrey Lurie's history and really Chip Kelly broke him, uh, you don't want to go through that again. Um, and he wants control. And by the way, he has every right. It's his team. And if he wants to be involved, sure. he should be involved. Um, and it, he just doesn't want that. So people can talk about it, uh, but it's not going to, it's not. So you have to start recalibrating. If you really want to get rid of Nick Sirianni and you really want to be realistic about it, you have to start thinking about the other guys who are getting interviewed, the hot candidates, the Ben Johnsons of the world. That, the and Brian even that, Johnsons of the world. Yeah. Well, not Brian, because obviously he's the worst coach in the history of mankind, but yeah, um, obviously. Yeah. Um, that, that, the hot, and, and before, when you think about Nick Sirianni, they wanted to interview Arthur Smith. That's the guys you're talking about Arthur Smith and Robert Sala and Brandon Staley. Those were the hot candidates at the time. How'd that work out, by the way? <laughs> well, remember Gerard Mayo was was 
on the Eagles coaching. Yeah, era. they interviewed him when they uh, during the Sirianni uh, interview process during that year. He was one of the earlier interviews, uh, right. and they liked him, but they felt he wasn't ready uh, to take that step. So, at that John, stage. just a quick question for John, if you let me, Andrew. Thank you. Um, are the Jets doing right by going with continuity of Robert Sala? As compared uh, that to is a, Smith or... That is what I would call a solid uh, cross-examination, Jody, because while I express, and I'm a big fan of continuity, I read you the list, the, the all the coaches that have had, you know, chances are, are the best coaches in the NFL, basically. From Mike Tomlin, 17 mm-hmm. years, 17 winning seasons, down to Zach Taylor and... Uh, who's, you know, turned into a pretty solid coach. Um, yeah, I would fire Robert Sala. Um, yeah. I, you know, it, it does. Brandon Staley as well. Arthur Smith as well. They, they did a bad job. It's not about, oh, just keep going with the same guy doing a bad job, doing a bad job, doing a bad job. But the difference between them and Nick Sirianni is Nick Sirianni's got a 667 winning percentage right. and has made the playoffs three consecutive times. So right. to me, there's a large difference. Andrew? Yeah, absolutely. You can't you don't just want to make change for the for the sake of making change or 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 keep somebody in that role just for the sake of continuity. But I, I think that when you look at Nick Sirianni, you, you have to look at that six six winning percentage and not have the recency bias when you're when you're sort of uh, assessing it and a lot, like I said a lot of folks want the head coach replaced but there's there's not a there's not a sound uh, replacement a sound tactic to replace the the coach so I I, I don't I don't necessarily uh, understand where they're coming from in that regard all right Andrew last one for me and you see that I'm crossing my fingers here does Quez Watkins have another big game left in him? Because if AJ goes down or if Devontae turns the ankle, shoot, Quez was wide receiver one last week, which is just <laughs> mind-boggling to me. But he, he, he ain't. John he and I were thinking catches. of you, by the way. Uh, he got a touchdown. 20-point got- score on a bad NBA team. Somebody's got to score 20. Uh, when you don't have anybody else, somebody's got to score 20. That's he got Quez. more catches and a touchdown than he did in the first 17 yeah. weeks of the season. <laughs> Just unbelievable. But circumstances, stuff like that happens. Is is Quez a factor again this week? Because we were talking about uh, all uh, 12 uh, looks with two tight ends. That means no time for Quez. Is Nick Sirianni going to fall into the Quez trap of, see, I told you guys Quez could play. We finally gave him a chance. Will Quez be a factor in Monday night's game? Uh, I don't think so. I think it, it dependent on on AJ's situation if he's limited at all, and they're trying to have, or the, maybe if they have him on a snap count, you might see Quest take on a larger role, Jody. But uh, they're gonna they're gonna intermix guys like Julio and Zacchaeus and Quest. You're gonna see more of the same, I would think, of throughout the season. Quest's outbreak or his breakout was more circumstantial than anything else. Yes. So I wouldn't ex- I wouldn't expect a, a repeat performance or anything like that. At Andrew DeCecco, make sure you follow Andrew on X, Twitter, whatever you like to call it, uh, Inside the Birds, Inside the Birds podcast, InsideTheBirds.com does a tremendous job uh, covering this team uh, with our buddies Jeff Mosher and Adam Kaplan. 
Um, uh, check out everything over at Inside the Birds. I'll end it there. You got it. We got to We're not going to have you on uh, before the game, so got to lock you down. Who's going to win? Philadelphia <clears> Eagles, <throat> Tampa oh Bay Buccaneers. Uh, you know, it's, it's easy to say the Eagles are going to drop this one and continue to continue their free fall, but I, I just don't see it. I think the Eagles win this game. Say twenty-four to twenty-four to twenty. Ooh, close. I like close, but an Eagle victory. Andrew, yeah. uh, we appreciate you coming in. Thank you very much. Enjoy appreciate the game on Monday. You know we're going to tap into your all continued playoff run or off season. We got to figure out which one it is. We will NFL buy- draft. Yeah, we, we will know by Monday. <laughs> it's your Ballywick. We're we got to get you on uh, draft prep. Uh, hopefully, we're <laughs> not talking about the draft. Dra- draft draft evaluation could start no. Tuesday. Exactly. It right. could. It could. Andrew, good stuff. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you guys. Thanks. And thanks, Jacko from InsideTheBirds.com. All right, Johnny Mac, Jody Mac, coming back. You know what we got to do? Put a bow on the show. Professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamite and Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first. <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with first trust. Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their fantasy pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday, watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN.
E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. All right, football Friday here on Birds 365, but we got a lead-up Monday show as well with the Eagles playing the Bucks on Monday night. Uh, a couple quick notes before we exit stage left. Turn it over to Bill Colorudo coming with the Power Hour. Breaking news, Johnny Mac. Kelsey's playing next year. That would be Travis Kelsey playing next year for the Kansas City Chiefs. He did go on record yesterday and say he is going to be back playing next year for Kansas City. Has Taylor allowed him? Is that what happened? I, I know Taylor's. I, I feel badly here if she didn't actually know that I'm announcing on Birds 365 because she's a loyal streamer. She, she tunes into us almost every single day. Um, and I don't want to come between those two lovebirds, but it was uh, reported yesterday. Travis said he's in, he's playing football again next year. Maybe Taylor said, I really enjoy going to the games, Travis. So you want to keep this thing going between you and me? Uh, you, you better keep playing football. I don't know. I didn't know that was that big of a deal. I mean, he, Travis is uh 33, 34, somewhere in there. Um, so I guess it, uh, but I, I didn't know it was that big of a question mark that he was thinking about walking away. No, I think I think anytime you get north to 33, John, it's a question for anybody. What's the average lifespan of an NFL well, player? I, I, no, not from that perspective, but from the perspective of obviously his game has not declined. So, you know, he's still a, a very good tight end. So, um, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't think it was a Jason situation where he was going. I, I don't think it is a Jason situation, yeah. but it wasn't a – the question doesn't even come up. When you get to 33, you're playing next year, right? And either hedges or hems and whores or says, I got no bloody idea. Uh, he did say yesterday he's going to be back. He's going to be playing Kansas City Chief tight end next year, and he's going to be playing in freezing cold weather. This Saturday. Now maybe maybe he'll change his mind after that weather. Maybe he'll say, you know what? That's why whoever Screw asked this. the question, intrepid Kansas City yeah. reporter doing their job, get him on the record before he has to go out into that uh, freezing cold condition on Saturday. Yeah, I, I, and you know, I'm a Miami guy. I picked him to go to the Super Bowl against Eagles last year. I bet him to go to the Super Bowl against Eagles this year. It's the only one I got left. I had, Eagles, Jets, oops. I had Eagles, uh, Jags, oops. And I got Eagles, Dolphins. Yeah, I'm not cashing any tickets this year because I don't think the Dolphins are getting out of the Kansas City uh, that, freeze. That, that's a bad luck. I, I mean, I, I didn't think the Dolphins were going to win even when healthy. I didn't go as far as you. But they were, you know, they were a good team, up-and-coming team. I thought they could have maybe made some noise, but they had so many injuries down the stretch. They're signing Justin Houston and Bruce Urban on Tuesday. That's how many – they got to bring these guys off the street. I was just talking about you don't bring people off the street for the playoffs. Well, they did because they had to. Had to. Yep. They lost every single pass rusher they had. Um. So, yeah, they're in a bad situation. Bad situation. The two NFC games this weekend, Packers at the Cowboys and Rams at the Lions, both good stories. McCarthy against his former team, Matthew Stafford going back. Yeah, the NFL scriptwriters got it right, man. They had a ton to work with this week. 
Any chance for an upset on either of the other two? I, I said, I, I think Dallas is going to blitz Green Bay. And I'm a Green Bay fan. I said, I'd like Jordan Love. I think he he's taken that step forward. I think they're going to be good again moving forward. They have a bunch of good young receivers. I think they've done a really good job. But that Dallas team is talented. And they play well at home. Get them on the road, maybe I'd think about it. But not, not in that place. Um, I think they're going to blitz them. Detroit, look, they're a better team than the Rams. Um, but they haven't proven it yet, um, and we'll see how they do it. I think if there's going to be an upset, it's probably more Rams than Packers. That that would be my estimate. Yeah, I, I think both favorites are going to win, which means so do I, but... even, even if the Eagles win uh, this weekend, then they're going out to San Francisco. And a lot of people believe, John, and – it's all supposition that the San Francisco loss this year was at least as per win-win, loss, loss, loss. It was the beginning of the downfall. That was it. San Francisco came into their house and kicked their rear ends and pulled the heart out of their chest. I, nobody can prove that. Nobody knows that for sure, but it's not an outrageous theory that you can just discard and throw out. A second shot at San Francisco, is that is that good for the Eagles or bad for the Eagles? If no, I he- think it's good to play in the divisional round. You take your chances. Uh, does it look good on paper? No, it doesn't look good on paper. But, you know, as I always say, you know, it's a week-to-week league and everybody fails to acknowledge it's a week-to-week league. And that game that they played so poorly in will have no bearing on, on that particular game if the Eagles get there. Um if they bring their A game and San Francisco is a poor game, you never know. That's why you get in the dance. That's Andy Reid's whole philosophy. You know, have a team where you can get to the playoffs. And if you do that consistently, the stars are going to align at some point and you're going to make a run. You're going to, you're going to win one. Um, never happened in Philadelphia. Uh, it happened a few times in Kansas city, but if you're good, that's what you want. And that's, you know, that's where you want to be. You want to be in that game and have advantage to take what I pick the Eagles. No, I'll tell you right now, I'm not picking the Eagles. But right. if San Francisco plays poorly, you never know. All right. Let me uh, run a hypothetical by you. This is what one of our streamers like to call the Jody Mac fake take. Uh, no, it's just a hypothetical question for my partner, John. Fake take. No fake take. Um, Eagles beat the Bucks 24-20. I think that was the score that Andrew gave, right? I think he said Bucks Eagles 24-20. So what would Andrew score? They win, not convincingly, got to hold on for dear life, whatever. Final score, 24-20. And then they go out to San Francisco and lose 42-19. Would it be better to reverse the score from Monday night's game? Just get no. it over with and lose – 24 20 rather than go out and get embarrassed by san francisco a second time in one year no i i don't believe that i i I know a lot of people do i i know you know why bother and all that kind of stuff and that's this whole and i think it's really taken shape over the past 10 years or so where it's become this super bowl or bust and nothing matters if you don't reach the final step when you win games whether it's, you know, a guy in the first playoff game, whether it's Jalen Carter or Jordan Davis or not his first playoff game, but, and they make a play or something that's valuable. 
And that's that kind of stuff matters uh, for, for down the future. And you play a game against a great team. And even if you get your, you know, what handed to you, you, you learn about how tough the environment is, about what you need to do to get back to that position and be better in that position. I think it's all valuable. Um, I would never say lose a playoff game because you're going to get blitzed the next week. Even if you get blitzed the next week in hindsight, yeah, I'm all, it's all valuable experience. In place here. This is not a maybe. This is it's all yet. it's all valuable experience to be okay. in the playoffs. All right, Johnny's clinging to the good experience story. Go for it. All right, uh, partner. Uh, don't know if you're going to be here Monday, right? You could be traveling. Uh, it's still to be determined. Uh, still to be determined, but uh, uh, it's trending towards not uh, being here Monday. I'll be in the air, most likely, most likely. All right, we'll so uh, you, you definitely want to turn in, not because John's not going to be here, but you want to tune in. <laughs> you definitely want to turn in, because uh, I'm not going to be here. It's 365 Monday, because guess what? I might not be here either. Um, when you're saying your prayers for the Eagles this weekend, do me a favor, uh, send up a prayer for Mrs. Barbara Raymond. Um, we lost uh, my wife's mother last night, my mother-in-law, Carol. Uh, my wife, Carol, and my mother-in-law, Barbara Raymond, passed last night. Uh, lived a very good life, 88 years. Her health was failing, and uh, she succumbed last night. So uh, I may or may not be here Monday. John may or may not be here Monday. You got to be here Monday to find out who the hell's hosting Birds 365 before a playoff game. But sometimes travel and life does interrupt. Uh, I, I, I'll find out over the weekend if I'm going to be here. I'll try and put it up on social media. Uh, but we appreciate you guys streaming in today and be right back here. No matter what, it's for uh, Farzetta or Calarulo or whoever. It will be man. There will be a Birds 365 on Monday. Yeah. So we expect and it's a playoff back. game day. So remember, playoff game day. Those are we, always valuable, as I just said. We expect you guys here. We might not be here, but we expect you here in two and two days, that is. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.